0: this earth have we had some visitors recently the buzz is very big in the desert southwest where it's really never gone away after some weird happenings in the skies over phoenix recently And here's NBC's Robert Hager. This is one of several home videos recorded that night last March. A few say they saw the lights as far as 100 miles north of Phoenix. Many more saw them over the city or to the south as seen here. At the Phoenix airport, there was nothing unusual on the radar, but controller Bill Grava and his colleagues could see the lights.
1: They were amber-colored, very bright, and uh,
0: on a scale of one to five with an airplane light being maybe two, These are four and a half, at least. With an Air Force base nearby, many assumed the lights were burning flares suspended from parachutes, but the military says it had only routine fighter flights flying that night and no flares. Some, like Tim and Bobby Lee, claim they saw even more. Something was there. It was a structure. It was going 35 miles an hour. It was huge. It didn't make a sound. And uh, you tell me what can do that.
2: You can make that argument the whole strong women there's stronger women now, now ray is the the strongest yeah. character in star wars which i dig
3: about that that's what yeah. the one of the problems with the last jedi was it was just like we should have seen more with kylo ren and ray like but instead we got like this whole las vegas scene and we gotta have the asian have a prominent role then the the spanish looking guy and then the the hillary clinton clinton uh purple haired lady has to have yeah. us like you know it's just like you shoehorn too many things and it's just yeah. like the 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 meat of the story which could have been beautiful was just the story that you're telling with kylo ren and ray yeah. and it's just like that could have fit your agenda and told a really good story at the same time and i think that's where they dropped the ball
2: i, I guess um i forgot what i was gonna say so <laughs> so you want to jump um, into the show sure we can
3: so this week um we are truly art and jacob do america because eric is at work again um shout out to eric but we have a beautiful bubbles the monkey uh we brought him back to be on the show um he is going to be the third co-host for today um but you know hey uh we wish eric all the best um but art you want to tell everybody what this week's uh topic is we're going to be talking about the
2: phoenix lights today and what is the phoenix lights what is the phoenix, phoenix Lights? yeah let's let's get does just jump off my right do you remember on. the feet let's start with that do you remember the phoenix lights you you don't i believe you said last time you were like well i don't know what that is but. no
3: i had no idea i I'd never i never remember
2: hearing about it
3: i remember the only thing i know about it is just from you just casually dropping it here and there like in certain episodes it's like,
2: this is i think the third time it's been brought up mm-hmm. during this podcast i brought it up in like episode seven when we did like aliens or mm-hmm. whatever that the triple x files what what episode was that do you remember off the top eight? of your head eight i Wait, eight, yeah. you don't don't go back and listen to that they were yeah. bad episodes <laughs> but yeah I brought that up during that episode and it's something because it's usually when people have um you know UFO sightings they're usually one stray guy driving down the dirt path and he sees a light in the sky and now he has a UFO sighting or you know me and my cousin were drinking some beers by the lake and now we have t- we saw something we can't explain and you know I would say Most times when someone's telling you a a UFO sighting story, they're similar to that. Like, Mm -hmm. I saw something I can't explain.
3: And there's nobody else to corroborate
2: corroborate with it, right? And it's usually in a pretty isolated location, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Whenever you have a city the the size of Phoenix, do you know how big Phoenix is? I
3: think it's 1.23 million people, if I'm not mistaken.
2: That's a lot of people. That's a lot of motherfucking people. That is a lot of people. It's not LA big, but it's pretty big. It's big. It's pretty big. I've been to Phoenix, by the way, shout out to Phoenix. Phoenix is, if you get lost in Phoenix, you're just an idiot. (laughs) Phoenix is one of the most well-organized cities I've ever been to. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Everything's every street is labeled one, two, three, four, five downtown is a, it's like a grid. It's perfectly labeled. Yeah. You cannot get lost. That's how Salt Lake City is too, really? by the way.
3: Everything is centered around the Mormon Temple and uh-huh. then everything is like, you know, 23 Street West from the Mormon Temple basically. Yeah. So, again, yeah, if you get lost in Salt Lake City or Phoenix like, yeah, I mean, you deserve to get it's lost nice. at that
2: point. That's yeah. kind of how Phoenix is. Except everything's centered around wherever the Phoenix Suns play.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> literally right there. Let's hope they don't have to get another arena. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would suck for them. Yeah. I could see them tearing that down.
2: Anyways, yeah. that's beside the point. This happened in that city. What did you say? One point something million. One point two three. I'm just pulling One numbers. I know it's gigawatts. over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's big. It's a big city, Phoenix. It's it's huge, and to have a, a sighting of this, this is like a mass sighting of such a large object. Well, we'll talk about the object itself, but having so many people seeing this object, including the mayor of Phoenix, and and just it was it was pretty nuts. But it wasn't popular at the time like even when no. it was happening as a, like a ufo fan even as a kid i didn't hear about this till like later yeah i would say probably like the year like probably like 99 oh wow yeah i didn't hear about this till like 99 and this
3: happened like in 97 right yeah march 13th 1997
2: yeah, let's get into it i guess
3: so um yeah it's like i just said uh, this event happened march 13th 1999 or 1997 i'm sorry so yeah. it's it's after Tupac died. And I believe Post Tupac. Oh, what's yeah, up? I, I believe this might have been the same date that Biggie died.
2: What?
4: I, I March think March thirteenth. We gotta that, Google that.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna Google that real quick. Google that Google Google that really quick. But there was another thing that was going on during this time period, and that was the Hail Bob comment. Yes. In which we also did a topic on already about the um the mass suicide. Did we do that? Yeah, we did. Okay, was that Heaven's gate. gate Okay, Heaven's yeah. Gate. Yeah, yeah, I was like I was looking at your eyes and I was like Wait, he's giving me the look like we haven't done that topic yet. Yeah, no, we have. But, yeah, it was during that same time period. Those late 90s years were, like, fucking nuts, man. Yeah, Tupac and Biggie are dying. People are committing mass suicide. If somebody would have told me, like, the world ended the year 2000, I would have been like, yeah, I believe that shit. Dude, this
3: was a popping month. Okay, so Biggie died March 9th, 1997. The Phoenix Lights happened March 13th, 1997. And then March 26th, 1997- that's when the Heaven's Gate cult committed that mass suicide. So God, this was a popping-ass month, dude. Something was in the Kool-Aid Something's water. Something's Kool-Aid. Someone, yeah.
2: Someone's stirring the Kool-Aid. <laughs>
3: so, yeah, th- this was a very popular month. And like you said, it was when the hale comet was in the sky. And to me, like when I was doing research on this, what kept popping into my mind was, it's like, okay, of course people were seeing shit in the sky because I remember that. The hale there comet, that was like almost like a daily... A segment on every newscast it was just like okay the Hellbop comet can be visible at this time and so a lot of people were watching the skies at this time mm-hmm. so it only makes sense that we would see a lot of UFO ufo activity
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah abnormally high a lot of people out there with telescopes and stuff just mm-hmm. binoculars checking mm-hmm. the sky just for the hellbop yeah. comet
3: um but this happened between uh, the hours of 7:30 p.m. and 10:30 p.m. and I'm just gonna say our time because I believe this was all during mountain time as well because mm-hmm. I kept getting they did the military time which is like you know the precise time like mm-hmm. oh 2800 hours or whatever <laughs> so I just wrote everything down in you know Pacific Standard Time uh, but yeah this happened um, um, between those time frames 1030 or 730 to 1030 p.m. so within a three hour period mm-hmm. and Wikipedia, they say it was within a 300-mile radius. Now, I kind of did a little extra step of research, mm-hmm. and it was actually 467 uh, miles, if you take into account you know, all the points where this was um, cited at. So everything started with the first report, which was in Henderson, Nevada, which is basically about – a fifteen-minute drive just outside of Las Vegas. Henderson is where basically Floyd, Floyd Mayweather lives. It's, it's where everybody that wants to be in Vegas lives because you don't want to be inside of that madness, that mm-hmm. shithole of Las I Vegas. I bet. Yeah, but this is like a nice little like uh, suburb of Las Vegas. You know where you can buy a nice house for cheap and everything, just a little bit more, just a little bit more calm. And it starts from Henderson, Nevada, and. The sighting ends pretty much in Sonora, Mexico. So when I Google uh, mapped like the radius of this, it, it ends up being 467 miles um, within that three-hour period that you, know, you have all of these sightings.
2: And people were calling in. I think it was like a total of 700 people called in that mm-hmm. night to report seeing something in the sky. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just – a lot of people – one of the theories that you'll see online is like, is this mass hallucination or something like that? <laughs> yeah. It's just not – I mean, there's video of it.
3: So. Yeah. And the thing I want to point out, too, is that a lot of people, like, like there's a lot of false uh, information out there. Like, you'll hear people, like, say, oh, 20,000 people saw this, 1 million people saw this, 2 million people saw this. Like, no, like, the actual hard fact numbers to this was about, like you said, about 700, 800
2: people. Mm -hmm. Well, it was 700 people reported. Reporting, yeah, that's what I want to point out. I don't know how many people actually saw it, but... Um. Yeah. I mean, let's say everybody, everybody had like one friend with them. They're still only like fourteen thousand. So, yeah. So it's like I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine it being more than a million people.
3: No, I, I can't see that either. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at, at the same time, though, like you pointed out at the beginning, like this is like the most widely reported UFO sighting. Uh, usually, it's just one or two people. No, you have a whole lot of people spanning basically, you know, two countries the whole from las vegas to mexico basically uh that saw this event
2: you know it's funny because the uh the national ufo reporting center actually like had to shut down their like phone because they were getting <laughs> swamped with calls they didn't know what the fuck was going on yeah it was like full-on panic mode i just imagine like one little like grandma like answering the phone late night like
3: hello (laughs) because it yeah so let's address that because uh the national ufo reporting center is basically just this privately funded hotline you know like one dude i did like some brief research on it you know he's just like i'm just curious you know so i can have all this documented And, you know, it's basically just an extra phone line in somebody's extra bedroom. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's just blowing up to where, like, he was paying, like, maybe $5 extra for, like, an extra phone line. And he said, like, <laughs> eventually, like, after this, he had to pay, like, $50,000 a year just to keep this wow. shit going. Wow. I so. didn't
2: know that. Well, to give him a little credit. So, what they are doing is they're reporting. They're jotting it down that you called in with this report. And they're also checking the sky to see if there's planes in the sky at the time. So, like, they yeah. say, like, hey, oh, you're just seeing this. You might just be seeing a satellite. Chill out, bro. Yeah. So... <laughs> It, it maybe it is like three old ladies, so <laughs> maybe not. Maybe more than just one. Mom, grandma, aunt, aunt Gertrude. Fucking checking, checking their Wikipedia's for. Gertie,
3: you got the second shift now. <laughs> anyways, you want to start with the timeline?
2: Okay, so the first, the first um, big thing that that I have here is the um, the that- retired police officer that called in at. Eight sixteen.
3: Actually, I have one before that. Oh, really? And let's let's establish this. There's actually two separate – the way everybody classifies this is as two separate events. So I yeah. just want to make that clear as well. So the one I had actually happened at 730, and it was uh, a man that saw – from Henderson, Nevada, uh, saw a V-shaped object in the sky the size of a Boeing 747, and it sounded like rushing wind. So, you mm-hmm. know, you see an airplane in the sky, and it has like that <sighs> – sound that goes on yeah. to it but he said it just sounded like you know just like a rushing wind just like a yeah. sound to it and he said he saw six lights let's remember that he saw six lights and it traveled from northwest to southeast and so that was at seven thirty.
2: what i have is um a retired police officer actually from uh paul den arizona where mm-hmm. he called in and he was like what the fuck there's something in the sky and his report i believe actually he states that it was blocking out stars Uh like it was so big that it was blocking out stars he had some crazy comparison i can't remember what it was i think he compared it to like a shopping mall like or something (laughs) like that it's as large as a shopping mall
3: wasn't this a guy that said like oh it's bigger than a walmart oh yeah he's like
2: it's the size of a walmart
3: (laughs) (laughs) yes that is correct I heard that and I fucking died (laughs) laughing. No, I was eating my lunch and I was eating like some (laughs) some baked chicken, and like it went up into like my nose cavity, like from the back of my throat. Like I
2: couldn't breathe for like like that two minutes. Oh man. Oh God bless him. That's so. That's so like Arizona (laughs) to compare something. How big is it? Mm, Basing it off Walmart sizes. Probably say about a, a buck and a half, <laughs> Walmart size. A super Walmart or a regular Walmart? That's true. He did yeah. not specify. Oh, okay. Um, so what else? What else you got?
3: I don't think Walmart was that big at that time. So it was just a regular ass Walmart.
2: And, and you know what? Okay. One of the other people to be the first people to report it was actually Kirk Russell. Yeah, Kirk Russell, I think, was flying his son like, in his own private plane mm-hmm. to was, see his
3: girlfriend. What a great dad, right?
2: Yeah, I. What the fuck? That's money, dude. Yeah, that's fucking nineties money. That's fucking that's what did white he do? privilege.
4: That's what that is. <laughs>
2: what, what what big movies had he had done at that point? He had he I was already Netflix. Yeah, um, he did. He did. Um, What's that movie that? Big Trouble in Little China. The one that Greg likes. The Thing. Oh, The
3: Thing. Yeah. Yeah, he was still getting ro- big fat royalty checks yeah, off that shit. Big star. <laughs> he was like the original Disney uh, Disney Channel sweetheart, dude. Oh,
2: and he did Stargate, too. That's right. He was making that Stargate money. Yeah,
3: that beautiful mane of hair, dude. <laughs>
2: That's the one that bought the plane, man. <laughs> Stargate bought him a plane. Yeah. Thanks, Dwight. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but anyways, yeah, he's that. he reported that at 8. I have 8.15 down. Was that right? For for him? Yeah, for the Paulding, Arizona guy.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I wrote eight sixteen. So yeah, and he said
3: that he said he saw five lights, and he said he saw four lights together, and then the fifth light was trailing the actual uh, vehicle, and you know just closely behind, and then each light was two different point sources of light. So basically, it was just like like the actual light source, like the globe. Like he guess I guess he said that like each light was like alternating, like basically blinking, Mm -hmm. you know, back and forth, and then like there was four different you know points of sources that were like that as well so it was a little bit different from what the guy in henderson said Uh but with eyewitness accounts everything's going to be just a little bit different
2: you know it's funny you bring that up one time i was driving down panorama road pretty close Mm -hmm. here i think i told you this story but there was a dude and he was driving a large vehicle i remember it being like a like a suburban or something Uh like a red suburban it's like dodging and hitting cars and driving totally reckless yeah and like i had to swerve to get out of the way so he didn't like smash right into me and then, so I called the police, and they had, they were asking me to describe the vehicle. And I was just like, I think it was, like, a suburban, like, a Tahoe. Yeah. It could have been a truck. And I felt so stupid. Because yeah. I was like, I don't remember. Like, it all happened so quickly. Yeah. So I can see how people, like, kind of remember things. They saw something in the sky, but they can't really explain it. And they may have heard something.
3: And it's all about perspective as well, too. Because remember, like, we were having, like, one of our deep political episodes or whatever. I forgot which one it was, but... Um, I was talking about perspective. Like if you, if I pull, if I, if I hold a pen up in front of you, let's say it's a you know, a, a Papermate pen or whatever, right? And I'm looking at it, and in one side of the pen, I see the you know the label for Papermate on the side, but from your perspective, you just see a blank you know glossy black pen. And I'm sitting here telling you, like, oh, you know, describing the pen to you. And it's like, okay, I'm seeing a cap. You know, I see, like, the pocket marker. And then I see the label that says, you know, Papermate. And you're setting from your perspective, you know, opposite from you. You're like, nah, man, there's no label on that at all. It's just a glossy black pen. Like, it's just a Brand X pen. I don't see anything, you know. I don't see color. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I can see that as well because, again, You're looking at things from, you know, you got people on mountaintops. You got people, like, within a valley. Mm -hmm. You got people who are just outside of Las Vegas, which has a lot of light pollution. And then you see people that are on the highway, you know, reporting this as well. Mm -hmm. As well as, you know, the taco man, you know, and that's making birria birria tacos like in Sonora, Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're the last ones, right? Once it
2: gets to Sonora, Mexico, that's the last place that it's seen. Yeah. So, let's see. Oh, some people. Okay, so by the time it gets to Phoenix, are we can we start going into like the big one like now the now the site um. is in phoenix well, I got, you got I got a,
3: else. I got a couple more because like I went.
2: Oh yeah, you know, go for it. I got, went ham. I had. A, oh yeah, yeah, go
4: for I it. I was.
3: I just want to point out anybody from work listening to this. I was a good boy this week and I got all my work done early, that, but so that's why I have all this shit written down. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyways, the third sighting that I had was from Prescott Valley. So it's it's slowly making its way diagonally down. Mm-hmm. So if you picture, if you will, uh, just look at Las Vegas, you know, in your mind or on a map or on Google Maps or whatever, and picture it going from Las Vegas all the way, you know, diagonally down southwest, like you're heading down to texas or whatnot right and so the third sighting is from the prescott valley um at 8 17 p.m and this is where we start to get multiple callers callers reporting an object a solid object object which is blocking out most of the starry sky and so one man said you know there was you know you could see the stars in the background and you just see like this giant v and he said it was like a mile long now i don't know how he determined that mm-hmm. and to me like that still sounds a little bit auspicious Mm -hmm. you know to see that okay you have a mile long thing in the sky how do you you pinpoint that to
2: be fair most of the reports most people say it's about a mile long and even when they do like now like you can do like the math with like the the drawing of like measuring the lines and measuring it to the mountains behind it it does measure out to about a mile
3: yeah which is which is interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, when we get into the explanations later on um, and I guess this guy whose name was John Kaiser. Um, and his family saw the triangular shaped object, which appeared to be all red except at the nose, and it was a little bit white, and it made no sound whatsoever. And he was saying that, you know it was so low, and you know, mind you, the other people that saw it said it was high up on the ground, that he could actually throw like a basketball or something up at it, and he could probably mm-hmm. hit it. And um, he made a, a call to the National UFO Reporting Center which we established as a 24-hour hotline and um, they called the Arizona authorities and you know they basically dismissed it like oh, okay we don't see anything you know in the sky there's no you know nothing to report nothing was showing up on radar Yeah. So that- and later on they would use all of these reports from the UF National UFO Reporting Center to you know document their investigation mm-hmm. so that was the third sighting uh, the fourth sighting was a little bit outside of the Prescott Valley which is Dewey Arizona and six people saw the lights off of Highway sixty nine and that you know, again, they reported it to the national UFO reporting center as well. Now the fifth one now this one's where it gets important because the former governor mm-hmm. of Arizona, this is where he saw it, at the squaw peak, um which is they renamed it because I guess squaw is like a racial slur for <laughs> the Indians, and it's called something else now in 2019. Uh-huh. <laughs> but at the time, it was called Squaw Peak, which is like a mountain range. Uh, which
2: the, the way I was, I heard it being described, it sounds like some like place where like teenagers go make out. Yeah, that's what I imagine. But hey, I yeah. don't know what the mayor was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is odd, huh? Yeah. Well, this... to okay, so I did hear the, um, an interview from the mayor where somebody had told him like hey, there's a strange object in the sky. And he was kind of like, I want to see this. So he drove up there. Mm-hmm. And, like, he actually uh, left. Um, he's supposed to have, like, a security team with him at mm-hmm. all the time, And he left his security team, and he drove, like, like just got in his car, went out to make out point mm-hmm. to see this fucking, <laughs> like, UFO. <laughs> Saw young Marge
3: and Homer Simpson making yeah. part. <laughs>
2: Do you have that clip with you? Uh, let's see if we got it right here. This is the mayor of uh, CNN, brought to you by CNN, the good people at CNN. Let's see what he has to say <laughs> here.
3: Let's put on that fake news.
1: Clay Symington is now a businessman. He was the Republican governor of Arizona for six years, elected when the first George Bush was president. Now, a decade after leaving the state house, he takes me to a Phoenix park and discloses something unlike anything uttered by any other high level U.S. politician.
0: If you if you had been here ten years ago and standing out here and looking up there at the uh, at the lights and the view, um, you would have been astounded. You would have been amazed.
1: Governor Symington is referring to what is now known as the Phoenix Lights, an object videotaped by many and seen by thousands over several nights in the Arizona sky in 1997. Major sighting here. It was described by witnesses as larger than a football field and silent.
0: It was a giant V, all right, and the right side of the V. Went over us. The left side was like a couple blocks over it.
4: We just didn't know what to do. You know, it was just like, my God, how big is this thing?
1: The great state of Arizona, Fife simington The former governor, a Vietnam Air Force veteran, had never publicly acknowledged seeing it until now.
0: And I suspect that, uh, unless uh, uh, the Defense Department proves us otherwise, that it was probably uh, some form of an alien spacecraft.
1: So why didn't he say anything then? I mean, Partly, he says, because he didn't want people to panic.
0: I think, as a public figure, you have to be very careful about what you say, because uh, people can have pretty uh, emotional reactions. And and uh, and I said, my goal wasn't to try to stir the pot.
1: And he went to humorous and controversial why lengths why not to stir the pot. The he held a news conference after the Phoenix lights the to announce the mystery had been solved. Community.
0: And now I'll ask Officer Stein and his colleagues to escort the accused into the room so that we may all look upon the guilty party. Don't get him too close to me, please. <laughs> yeah.
1: In the alien uh. costume, the governor's chief of staff.
2: So let me describe what's this going on here. This just goes to here. show that you
0: guys are entirely too serious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> UFO <laughs> enthusiasts so were not funny. amused, especially since the governor was believed to have seen nothing. But now he's coming out.
0: The lights were really brilliant, uh, and it was just fascinating. Let me pause it there for
2: a second before he goes gets all deep. So he had that press conference where he had his chief of staff come out dressed in a fucking full-on alien suit. And we'll probably put that up on our Instagram Instagram this week. But um, it was fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, where did he come with that costume so quickly? <laughs> well, to be fair, like,
3: in the desert, like, every gift shop, no, that's every true. diner, every McDonald's. Still, like, alien jerky everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So it's probably he just went down the street. That's true. I questioned
2: store. it too much. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. In Bakersfield, it's hard to find a an alien suit that, quality alien a quality suit. alien suit but in the desert yeah that's true all right i'll let him continue
0: i mean it was it was enormous it just felt otherworldly you know you're in your gut you could just tell it was otherworldly
1: Symington will be talking about this in an updated film about ufos called out of the blue he has also talked with an organization that wants UFO information more out in the open.
5: It's very significant that someone of the stature of a governor would come out and say that they acknowledge that they experienced uh, a UFO um, because it brings a lot of credibility and strength to the
1: case. Governor Simonton says he did tell his family, friends, and staff about what he saw early on.
0: I still, behind the scenes, uh, tried to investigate it, but I got
2: nowhere.
1: So, what were the Phoenix lights? Well, frankly, we don't know. What we do know is We're fun- gonna
2: get to the bottom of it. That's what we do know. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, now we've, we now we established that the governor has seen it, mm-hmm. and that shit tripped him out. He's like, "That is indeed the size of a fucking Walmart." <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll say this too. Um, this was this is like pretty much the end of the first event because, like I said, they they classify this in two separate events. So the first event you don't you, all you're getting is like these eyewitness accounts to this there's not many uh, pictures or videos that exist and the only mm-hmm. video that i saw that existed i guess it got this um, it got destroyed or something happened to it lost or something so that's not even available at this time so this is we're pretty much relying on eyewitness accounts here mm-hmm. for this first event
2: well there's that big one that somebody filmed from like the top of mountain mm-hmm. and you can see kind of like the curvature now that's like the part
3: giant- of, that's a part of the second event
2: oh okay yeah um and then one of the ones, the first one, is the one that's very B-shaped looking, mm-hmm. right? The B-shaped looking one. I guess one guy does own video of it, but he he charges like a ridiculous amount oh, to okay. like.
3: See, my I got skeptical hippo wise. Like when people start saying that, like, "Oh, I gotta charge you for it." <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get it. You got bills to, to pay and yeah. fucking comics to buy, but like <laughs> <laughs> fucking at the same time, it's just like mm, I I don't know at that point.
2: That's true. I I I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. But but. I believe them. I think they saw something.
3: Yeah. No, I, I think they did see something. And, and when we get into what we think it is later, I, I, I kind of have an idea. But
4: uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh,
3: yeah. But uh, to, to move on, uh, now this all ends, the first event pretty much ends at about 830. So you have this hour-long event, you know, going from Henderson to um, basically just outside of Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. So this all stops at 830, and then it picks up again around 10 o'clock where mm-hmm. they, you know, experts say – the the second event took place so people are now seeing you know and this is the one where we see all the famous footage you know the the curvature of the lights it looks like it's around a saucer and whatnot and it's a set of nine lights so remember i said it went from six to four to five from the other eyewitness accounts now we're seeing a set of nine lives uh, nine lights appearing uh, <laughs>
2: nine shout out to nine lives feature sponsor yeah
3: <laughs> feed your cat some quality <laughs> shit just enter <laughs> <laughs> promo code AMERICA for 10% off. But, um, yeah, they see a set of nine lights appearing to hover over uh, Phoenix around 10 p.m. And, like I said, you see multiple videos, pictures, and
2: this, this is what you're seeing yeah.
3: when you're seeing, you know, uh, footage of the Phoenix lights. Mm-hmm.
2: Correct. Um, and, you know, a lot of people in the, in the first event, they were uh, saying that they were seeing distortions in the sky which i thought sounded like crazy like i, I mm-hmm. want to see what that's like and it's blocking out the sun the second or oh, it's blocking out the stars in the second event they didn't really they didn't really bring that up they they said that it almost looked like individual craps mm-hmm. in, in the second event um so let's see what else you got jacob
3: so like you stated in the beginning of this uh podcast um it got minimal news coverage. Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember hearing about it. You know, until you you brought it up. You know, those oh, yeah. few times. Um, and even you know, concurrently when this was happening, you know, it, you know, the next day it was just kind of like, oh, the residents saw something in the lights, and it, life kind of just moved on. Mm-hmm. Now it must have been you know after March. You know, you had Biggie dying. You got the, you know Heaven's Gate. You know, a lot of shit was popping off. So about June, about June 18th, USA Today actually starts reporting on this, and it just blows up from there you know mm-hmm. you see you know abc and nbc nightly news they're covering it and tom brokaw there's mm-hmm. <laughs> footage of him you know <laughs> talking about it and it just kind of blows up and then it, this is where it starts to get national uh headlines and then you get all these you know the crazy guy that's on the history channel the ancient the aliens, aliens. And, yeah that guy you know takes the helm with it, it
2: okay so at this point I, I don't think i had heard of it maybe in small doses but mm-hmm. not really not until like 99 or something mm-hmm. for me but it still wasn't that big mm-hmm. like it wasn't social media big like remember when that fucking uh spacex thing happened yes like
3: looked like a dying sperm whale well in, yeah, <laughs> in the night sky
2: that looked like a spaceship like the fact that there was so much cloud like, yeah it looked like something had blown up in the sky i thought it was like a fucking um satellite crashing yeah me too i was like oh my god a satellite crasher <laughs> hashtag satellite crash yeah <laughs> um but this looked completely different. And mm. we'll, I mean, we'll talk about the theories. There's one big theory that I don't subscribe to, and because there's no smoke. But, anyways, <laughs> yeah. Um, where are you at right now? You're doing the USA today.
3: Basically, yeah, this is like, you know, where it starts to be coming into the consciousness of national the national media. You know, this is where ufologists, I guess if that's a real thing, mm-hmm. you know, they adopt it in, you know, this is where people start to form their opinions on oh. who the who what, when, where, and why of
2: it all. So, you're a little bit ahead of me. There's something that happened in May and it's uh there's a uh, the uh, city council mm-hmm. had like this meeting that was going on in uh May 6, 1997. Oh, is this now- is where the governor uh no, know, no no yeah the, you're right yeah yeah yeah. it was uh francis barwood um asked the uh city manager um frank fairbanks um if we were going to do an invest if the city of phoenix was going to do an investigation <laughs> on what that was mm-hmm. and somebody told her another one of the city managers basically asked or told her hey um i believe the exact quote is you shouldn't have asked that and like she was kind of ridiculed, and then the local newspaper they had drawings of her with like a light switch on her face, and she had like a bumper sticker saying like, um, something about tinfoil hat. Let me see what it says. Uh, it was speak to the tinfoil hat, and she had a um, a a sign on her that says I love UFOs. So she was basically becoming like this fucking like punching bag for like, um, like this person believes in aliens like what a fucking goof mm-hmm. um just totally ridiculed so from then on that you know right after that three months later that's when that usa today story comes out and all of a sudden it's like why didn't we answer those questions and
3: didn't like the, the city council and like the government like didn't they ridicule her a lot like in the newspaper as well like they would um they would like draw cartoons of her and um mm-hmm. basically like painted her out to be like that ancient aliens guy basically yeah. right yeah And, like, she was just like, no, like, I I need, I want answers to this. Like, because she was getting calls as well from people who were like, hey, like, you know, wanting answers, you know, and doing her job is like, hey, like, can we get some answers? And apparently, 5 Simington, he was calling, you know, the Air Force himself and saying, hey, what was this? According to him, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to get answers as well. And a lot of people just were not getting answers. And so, I guess as public servants, they were just kind of, you had two camps. You had the camps that were wanting answers and then another side basically laughing it off mm-hmm. you know
2: but wasn't okay so like during they they went so far out of their way to make make her look stupid like I I guess somebody in the city council started putting out business cards with her name on it <laughs> yeah with like making fun of her something about like the I love UFOs like on her mm-hmm. business card or some stupid thing like that yeah it seemed like they just went really far out of her way to like make her look stupid yeah just saying I'm not saying it's a cover-up but it might be a cover-up yeah but Anyway, all right, where are we at? Where are we on this timeline?
3: So basically after this, um, there you know, like I said, people are trying to get answers. And the uh, the government, the military, the Air Force are basically saying, you know, nothing happened. You know, we didn't have anything going on. Um, in about 2007, this is where um, Fife Symington comes out. And that clip you just showed, and it was like, hey, no, I saw the first event. You know, Mm -hmm. I saw something, you know, in the sky, and, you know, he went on and talked about it. Um, And then also, too, the military, it was, like, admitted, yeah, like, we were doing exercises. And it was actually um, the Maryland National Guard. um, They were stationed. (laughs) I don't know why they're called the Maryland National Guard. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess, like, you know, they just have different names. And that just so happened to be, you know, the name that was stationed in Arizona at the time. And when you do the Google Maps search of it, there's about four or five in this radius uh, Air Force bases. Um, in the areas like a ton of them and anything anybody that knows anything about the air Force is okay you're they're the ones that control like area 51 you know they're the ones that are constantly testing out new flight uh, machines you know airplanes and whatnot and you know th- th- of course they're gonna have missions that you know they're gonna keep super secret because at yeah. this time th- we're in the infancy of the internet yeah. we're still at dial-up internet It's like america online yeah it's not even 56k yet i think it's disk
2: where it gives you five hours of internet use
3: (laughs) (laughs) You get it at lucky's at the grocery store um yeah i believe it's like 28k you know whatever so everything's going to be super secret at this time and you know they're cognizant of the fact that yeah the internet is starting to take off so of course they're going to deny 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 and I i can see why because you don't want you know to admit you know the next day oh, okay we were testing out this we were doing this we were doing this exercise and then you know russia or china or they're Iraq, aware of whatever yeah they're they're going to be aware you know within seconds that this is what they're doing out there
2: so do you want to start getting into like what we think it is the theories and yeah sure i mean obviously the big theory is no surprise that it is an alien mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of people in phoenix and that's probably why we're doing this episode because it's sexy yeah it's, it's sexy. like the sexy answer is that we saw a ufo we saw an alien we saw mm-hmm. something flying something from out of this planet and it flew over phoenix and it went into mexico to vacation for a while i assume <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is the sexy answer and it is a very interesting answer because even in the in the pictures they look very they look very foreign like mm-hmm. if that were one ship you know we probably don't to my knowledge um, because we'll probably talk, of and talk about uh, like experimental flying crafts, mm-hmm. but you know, a, a, a plane of that size would be like humongous. Yeah, like just maybe
3: it wouldn't work. So they said it was like a mile long, right? Mm-hmm. I, and and to me, that's what kind of my skeptical hippo eyes come out. And like you said with your your story about being on the bluffs. And, you know, you're trying to remember what you saw, like an actual car. You know, this is a vehicle you probably see all the time. You work in the automotive industry. You used to work on cars on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So you're very familiar with cars. This is something you're very um, cognizant of. Now, you have people who have never seen what they've seen in the sky. And, of course, their minds are going to go wild. And I remember when we talked about – Skinwalker rent, you know, and people, the family that was there, they were talking about how they saw like this giant werewolf. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I gave the story also too. When people see my mom's German Shepherd, which is a King German Shepherd, you hear all these crazy stories about how he's seven foot tall, he's five hundred pounds, and whatnot. And reality is Toby's, you know, he's probably about hip high, and he's closer to two hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. And so people's people, when they see something that they've never seen before, their minds, you know tend to conjure up you know illusions of grandeur so I don't believe it's a, a mile long I mean that's almost impossible to sustain if we're talking about if we're using a more terrestrial explanation for it mm-hmm. I think that would just be impossible even the largest aircraft is not a mile long however they're huge mm-hmm. and I remember when I was going to noble elementary school about 92 93 ish there was a flyover of you know some some military planes you know here in bakersfield we live close to edwards air force base and there was this humongous flyover during recess and i remember we saw like this humongous bomber plane that went over us you saw like a little like little tiny planes flying in formation and then we saw this humongous i don't know the exact model of it just it just seemed to take over the whole school now noble elementary is not a small school by any standard it's pretty large Mm -hmm. you know you have a lot of Mexican kids, you know, <laughs> like all 17 <laughs> other brothers going there. So it, it's a very large school, and it seemed to just, like, shadow the whole fucking school. And, you know, me and my little seven, six-year-old mind would be like, yeah, that's a, that was about a mile long. In all reality, it was probably, like, 400 feet, maybe. I don't know. But it was not a mile long. But when I see it in the sky, I've never seen this before. I'm gonna Of course, I'm going to say, you know, oh, yeah, it was a mile long, you mm-hmm. know. And that's what I think happened here when we are talking about the V-shape that was in the sky. Mm-hmm. And if it was aliens, I think I want to reference, and I hate to do this to you again. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Rogan. Let me get there before Jacob gets there. Go ahead. But if you take if you take a listen to one of his latest episodes with Bob Lazar, um, it's an inc- incredible, incredible interview where, you know, I kind of have skeptical hip eyes, like when people start talking about aliens. But when he mm-hmm. starts talking about how he worked, at area 51 and he was trying to reverse engineer some, you know, alien aircraft. He's talking about this stuff where he's talking about, you know, they would get it to, you know, levitate and it made no sound whatsoever. It was kind of like, you know, two magnets, um, uh, polar opposite ends of each other. You know, like it just has like this, this force that created no em- emissions, made no sound. Um, you know, it didn't use any combustion. And he goes, it makes sense because if you're going to use this craft to go out into space, There's no oxygen out there to create, you know, that internal combustion chamber to, Mm -hmm. you know, create that thrust. He goes, it makes sense. You know, it was just genius technology. And that's what I started to think too as well. It's like, okay, well, if this is alien craft, you know, maybe it was a mile long Mm -hmm. because, hey, they don't have to worry about, you know, having so many engines, you know, creating, you know, a, a thrust or whatever to support like this huge mile long structure
2: it's funny you say that you know he talked about the the combustion combustion engine part of it Mm -hmm. um one of the things and i know humans like to you know as people we like to believe that we're very aware and we know a lot but we know very little about how gravity works Mm -hmm. and um one of the things that came to my mind is like if it's man-made one of the things that we have trouble with is gravity you know like Mm -hmm. planes still crash to this day you know like that's still a thing so that's one of the reasons planes aren't that big. They're not the size of a football field. They're big. I've seen some big planes. I've seen, I've seen very large planes. I've, i I've, you know, I've, I've flown to large cities and they make you fly in a big plane thing. Yeah. So like I, I and I know well how big they are, but I don't think I would ever com- be confused by like the structure of like this giant plane that looks so big that it wouldn't be like capable of flight, mm-hmm. you know, at least with our technology. And and I and I do personally. I subscribe to the belief that whatever technology we're getting today, that shit's like thirty to forty years old mm-hmm. to to what's been experimented on like undercover by our U.S. government.
3: And that's one hundred percent true. That's not even you know conspiracy theory or speculation. Uh, the ID cards that we have um, at my job, you know, the government agency, um, I have coworkers you know in their sixties that talk about. You know, when I was in the service or when I was in the military, we were using these back in the late 60s and early 70s. You know, the, the microchip that's in everybody's credit card right now, mm-hmm. that they've had that in their ID cards since, you know, Vietnam. Yeah. And so that tells you right then and there, like, okay, this is technology that they've had for years that it's just now coming into the mainstream.
2: Yeah, I, I totally subscribe to that. I believe in that for sure. Um, with that being said, so I believe that it's either one of two things and we could probably get into more theories, but if it's not straight up, this is an alien craft and everyone saw it. And now like uh, the government doesn't want people to panic. I do believe that that's the reason there was a second sighting like an hour and a half later. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot yeah, of me people, too.
3: Yeah, totally. I'm a, on board with you that. A
2: lot of people, um, you know, the government said that there was like, f- uh, flares being shot off that day. Like, and they just drifted over Phoenix and mm-hmm. that's what people were seeing and i i believe that that might be true but i believe that that first sighting that was, was something else something else it was either a total experimental craft maybe maybe they're um the way we see drones you know drones fly over afghanistan at the time drones were just kind of like a completely irrelevant thing nobody would have thought like you know unmanned drones flying they existed going, going into stealth mode they
3: existed well, It just wasn't i don't think well as far as we know they weren't being used, but yeah, they like the Nazis, they were using that in world war two. They were experimenting with world war two, but it, it might've been one of those things like where it existed. We just weren't um, conscious of it yet uh-huh. because well, I look, yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: the, the, the drone technology that we have right now, like an unmanned drone, that's basically like a soldier playing a video game that it's about to go bomb a city, you know, that had to get tested out somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, like let's fly this over an actual city, see how it reacts to light and things like yeah. that. So that had to get tested somewhere. Um, I could see it maybe being something like that, and like, oh shit, we got caught. Like, you know, people are looking at the uh, the hail Bob comment, and now people are seeing our our drones. Let's fly some fucking flares out there and just say like, yeah, it was a flare test. Sorry about that. Yeah, I could see that being a possibility, but the fact that you know people were describing it as distortions and things like that, it looked. I I, I think people would more likely confuse the drones for planes because they kind of look like planes even today. Yeah. Um remember when we were
3: coming home from work that one time it was late at night yeah and those were like the little drones those are the little Yeah we saw something it looked like a bat flapping but yeah. like had like you know lights on the, the end of it and i remember we were like i remember you shouting out like oh my god this is the most beautiful thing ever that i've seen and we mm-hmm. pulled over to the side and then a cop car came up and was like shining his light on us and like what what are you doing over here and all i did is i remember pulling my hand out really slowly and pointing up to the sky and I remember that cop had like the weirdest reaction like he got on his radio and he's he was like, like did it yeah he was like oh my god i got to address this right now and I remember a couple of other people pulling over i'm like oh my god what is this and this is before like you can you know go yeah. to target right now and buy a drone
2: that was like a like somebody made that drone <laughs> in their garage and yeah put that shit out there still very impressive but you know not not like that military level drone that's mm-hmm. like flying flying through afghanistan going stealth mode
3: mm-hmm. but i'm glad you brought up you know like the you know uh, air, other aircraft so i did like a research on this because this k- kind of got a little bit personal for me um my grandpa i've referenced this in a couple other uh-huh. episodes like my grandpa he was an air force mechanic um and i just got back from my mom's house and i was like hey i'm doing an episode like on you know the you know, air force technology basically uh-huh. and i was like hey just to clarify something you know what what was poppy's job when he worked you know in the air force I and mean, he worked for lockheed when he worked for Litton and whatnot and, you know she went off about it she goes yeah you know he worked on a lot of those secret you know the stuff i'm gonna go over with you so there's a couple of um airplanes um or aircrafts that you know the air force it, that were top secret that were being tested you know from the 1940s basically t- throughout the 90s and um one of them is the rq3 dark star um, it's a disc-shaped um, object. It looks just like a flying saucer. A yeah, Google months. that right now. And, it, and most of these are created by Lockheed. You know, it's a government contractor. Shout out to Jesus on that. But yeah, Lockheed is, has a huge government contract. And they make all sorts of things. And this RQ-3 Darkstar is basically a huge disc. And it has these wings. And it looks just like a flying saucer. And this thing, um, I don't believe like they've used it on the field yet because it doesn't look like it would do anything
2: um i found the rq drone dark star
3: rq3 dark star let me see oh okay so everybody out there google along with us yeah so basically yeah the front of it is like a it it it's a circle and then it has these two large wings and The one that Art just pulled up right now was all black. And I was thinking to myself, this is something that was tested out there in the desert, you know, between, you know, Salt Lake City, between Las Vegas, between Phoenix, and between Denver. And then you go into another one, like, and this one was awesome. It's the uh, SR-71 Blackbird. It's one of our first uh, stealth airplanes um and I, I wrote down 1964 but I, I guess the government had been working on it for a while um but basically it looks like you know the blackbird from x-men <laughs> basically and you know it allows the uh you know the air force basically to fly over you know enemy t- enemy territory without being detected by um radar and um this is what you know created the Damn, why can't I talk today, dude? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's all good. I'm getting, I'm getting fucking excited about this shit. But basically, I went down this huge rabbit hole about all this technology, and it's just amazing whether we created it on our own or, you know, this is alien technology. But look up this as well the SR 71 Blackbird. It's basically the X Men airplane. Uh, but yeah, it, it goes undetected by radar. And then, um, the, if you look at it, like when it comes at you from the front, it looks like a flying saucer. And I was talking to one of my coworkers about this as well, and it's just like it, it goes super fast. So when you see it coming at you, it just looks like a disc. And when you see, like, those alien footage, footages and then you compare it to footage of this coming straight head-on at you, you always get the argument from, you know, ufologists saying, like, oh, how could it move this direction so fast? How can it move this direction so fast? And then when the airplane, when you look take into context, the airplane may be coming at you straight on. It looks like a disc, and it's mm-hmm. moving at these unique angles. It can recreate those you know jolts and and whatnot because you're actually seeing the front of it coming at you as opposed to you know people think of an airplane you just see like the profile of it the side of it and Mm -hmm. i was like okay that makes sense as well and then um, another one too that can explain you know a lot of ufos that people are seeing in the sky is the p791 um, by lockheed you know it's basically what it is it's basically a double blimp and it basically looks like something out of Super Mario 3. It looks like a big it looks like a giant cloud. And this would explain too, you know, why people weren't hearing um, when they saw the craft in the air, they weren't hearing, you know, any sound, any thrust, any, you know, jet propulsion. Mm-hmm. Is because it uses like a shit ton of fans. And it will explain earlier the guy I believe that was in Henderson, Nevada, where he said it just sounded like rushing wind. Well, okay. If you have a bunch of fans going, and I'm sure on the audio (laughs) of this podcast, you can hear a couple fans going on as well because it's hot as fucking Bakersfield right now. But yeah, it it would make sense that you would hear, you know, rushing wind because, okay, this blimp is sustaining itself by using, you know, these fans on the bottom.
2: See, this one, this one I find strange because this would look like one ball Mm -hmm. as opposed to the multiple. Like V-shaped.
3: Yeah, and I'm getting into that.
2: But it helps
3: the argument that this could be something terrestrial because, okay, if you have a V-shaped aircraft, mm-hmm. but that uses that gliding technology, it, it would help. Okay, if you have the stealth technology of the Blackbird, basically, you put this on a, on a wing and it, that's in a V-shape, but then you have you know, the blimp technology, because this is actually, it's not actually like an air-filled blimp. It's using, uh-huh. you know, fans and whatnot to sustain itself. Maybe that's what it is because before I get into what I really think it is, w- the path that this, this craft was following, it was going basically from northwest down to the southwest or southeast. Mm-hmm. And it was, you, you pull up the wind current during that time, And it was the exact same wind current. So is it possible that, okay, it's something that's basically gliding through the air using, you know, minimal, you know, fan support and using the drift of the air to, you know, get to where it needs to go? Is it possible it could have been that? It was a V-shaped craft from the Air Force that was using, you know, that P791 technology.
2: Yeah, I suppose it is possible.
3: Okay. And... You're aware of the B-2 stealth bomber, correct? I am aware. Yeah, it's so basically it is a V-shaped um, aircraft. Now this is the aircraft my grandpa was working on um, when he was working, you know, at the Air Force and whatnot. And he couldn't talk about it. He was bo- my mom said he basically he was bonded. or bonded. <laughs> he was bombed, and um, it was created by Northrop, uh, which is another government contractor. Now Northrop, the actual um, the man who gets the name for this facility. He actually been experimenting with this technology since the 1940s. Now, what else happened in the 1940s,
2: Art? Uh, Roswell?
3: Yeah, exactly, Roswell. So after Roswell, we see a boom of this technology. And if you pull up um, the Northrop YB-49, it's basically a a humongous flying V um, prototype airplane.
2: So
3: YB-49? The YB-49. Let me look that up. And this is in 1947 that this uh, this aircraft came to be.
2: Yeah. How big was this?
3: Huge. Uh, I, I'm just going to throw a number out there, probably like 300 feet, because um, this is actually Nazi technology as well. And there's a big theory that, you know, the Nazis were communicating with aliens at this time. What Were we talking about, like, with the Black Knight satellite and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Ooh, I just... So... Um, the uh, the Lockheed F seven or one seventeen Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. So for some reason those fly out of uh, our local airport uh, airport here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but they fly out maybe like once a month. Yeah, and they are loud as fuck like every time they fly out i think we're about to go to war like something's (laughs) happening like they freak me the fuck out well they're fast as fuck
3: too and you have to have a loud engine if you're gonna go
2: that fucking fast dude because i think they're like they almost hit 700 miles per hour dude they are terrifying like Mm -hmm. they shake the building every time that they fly over us and like it'll just be like three of them like fucking full speed ahead like Mm -hmm. flying out of there they're terrifying i was gonna call them animals yeah (laughs) terrifying planes
3: yeah, but those, the Nighthawks, that's one of the ones I also have as well because it does look like it has, like, that Flying V technology as well. And the the reason why I'm glad you brought that up with the sound is of it is those were created in 1981. You know, we live in an era now where, like, Tesla cars are basically full-on electric vehicles that you can barely hear. Um, to reference Joe Rogan again, <laughs> he has the top-of-the-line Tesla that he basically says, like, it blows every race car that he hit has out of the water it makes them look silly basically and you know they're quiet as fuck he goes that's my one complaint about him it's just like when you get into a big muscle car like you just you you hear it's just like the nighthawk you know the f eleven seven a nighthawk it's just like you hear you know like that manpower just that, uh-huh. that grumble or whatever but when you jump in the tesla the tesla's faster than all of his muscle cars but it's quiet as fuck like you wouldn't even know that you know anything's going on, and you know unless like you know he gets into a car accident or yeah. whatever, and it's just like that's that's 1981 technology with the Nighthawk.
2: Well, who is saying that they like the, the loud engine, Joe Rogan? Joe was? Rogan,
3: yeah, he likes that. I mean, it's just like one of those like testosterone-driven. Uh, man I was gonna thinks. say why. Yeah,
2: I, Do you, Why would you
3: want that? I don't know. Some people like that. I mean, when I jump in my Cobra. Uh-huh. Which, which is a fucking race car as well. Yeah. It's like something about that is just like, okay, I, this you is... You know,
2: people modify their cars to make them louder. Yeah. So, like, I know that there's people that dig that shit, mm-hmm. but...
3: In a military sense, though, like, the, the Nighthawk doesn't make any sense. If you're trying to fly over, you know, Mother Russia or whatever, if you're trying to, you know, attack, you know, Afghanistan or whatnot, if you're trying to, you know, go through these military missions, you want something that is super quiet. And the B-2 bomber, stealth bomber, it's not exactly quiet but it's 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 not as loud as a nighthawk now the bomber that came that's they started working on that on that in 1989 now they have other stuff too like the klm flying v which they just premiered in 2019 and they have all these other vehicle or aircrafts as well which are quieter and and whatnot kind of like those teslas that i'm talking about so a lot of these technologies this has been going back to the 1940s and everything you is gonna take a while to address, okay, how do we get it to go faster, but how do we keep it quieter? How do we maintain the stealth on that so that's what I think this is is it's it's just air air I, force technology that's being tested out over the desert.
2: I agree that it it's possible that it's something like that um The the measurements of the reason why it's a mile long is because you can take, you know, the footage of it and, like, measure, you -hmm. know, the distance from that and then measure against the the backdrop of the mountains in the back and the city underneath, and it is measuring out to about a mile long. Mm -hmm. So, like, it does pose a question to me, and maybe it's forgotten technology. Maybe it was a one-off thing that the United States was working on. Because it seems like now, you know, in more modern times, the thing that we want to get more and more like invested into is like how quiet how stealth can we do this how quickly can we end a war by just showing up in the middle of the night and destroying people not show up on radar not be the biggest plane out there like now now it almost seems like you know we're going more of that ninja style like mm-hmm. this the shadow in the night to just like kill with like one single like robotic bumblebee that'll sting someone in the neck and kill their yeah emperor type of thing you know like it almost seems like we're going down that path it almost – to me, I think this was either some one-off thing, maybe a UFO because there are very strange things. Or it was some like Area 51 thing that was just like forgotten technology where it's mm-hmm. like, eh, it didn't really work out. People saw it.
3: And the reason too, like the question I kept asking, like why would they do this over Phoenix? Like why would they do this like over Henderson, which is still a populated area? Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to see this. Why would they do it when the Hellbop Comet – is in the air and, you know, there's a lot of eyes in the sky. And this may be to test, you know, people's reactions to this. Yeah. Again, you know, a lot of people saw it, but it wasn't huge news until much later, you know, until, you know, the story kind of got conditioned a little bit, you know, with the national coverage by USA Today and then ABC and NBC Nightly News or whatever. So I could see that being a possibility. Also, to testing it out how how stealth we can be in the air over a large metropolitan area because I was watching one interview about the B-2 bomber where, you know, they were basically talking about, you know, when they flew it over Iraq and Baghdad, um, they were talking about how Baghdad looked like, basically like New York or LA or whatever. It just looked like this huge metropolitan area. It it just looked like he was coming into America at that time and nobody noticed him. Mm -hmm. And he was just, maybe I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, maybe they want to do that because they want to test how much their presence could be felt over a large metropolitan area like Baghdad you know mm-hmm. this is in 1997 we didn't re- we didn't go back to you know Iraq until what was it 2001 2002, 2002 2003 somewhere around there so maybe they're testing that out as well like they want to be they want to see how well they will be seen
2: yeah it's possible i do think that the second and the explanation that they're flares i think that's total bullshit like, yeah i think don't get me wrong there was possible that they were flares but i've seen the the recreation now like that when they did the three-year anniversary uh-huh. footage or whatever that looks like flares like mm-hmm. i can spot that like it look you can see the smoke falling from the flares they're not gliding they're not mm-hmm. one of the things that is really impressive about uh, about the footage is like even even in the second one it's like they're they're sliding like perfectly like it's they never break formation so it's Mm -hmm. not flares um i don't think that they're flares and the fact that it drifted into a different country you would think the united states would get in big trouble for something like that
3: yeah because at that point you're invading you know uh (laughs) foreign airspace that's like an
2: act of war at that point you know
3: like so like (laughs) that or they just don't take mexico seriously at that time yeah that's
2: true but you know one thing to point out and there is a big you know like its own little like bermuda triangle style place that's in in that part of mexico mm. it's called the Sona silence and so like it is the hotbed for ufo so i did think it was strange that it flew into that to that little section there mm-hmm. so and the united states has had trouble with with that son the Sona silence because it's shot up uh, experimental missiles at times and they fly into like it has a magnetic pull. oh okay and so it flies and crashes missiles there sometimes on accident and so it's it has its own little history in that's that interesting i didn't see that yeah well that's you should google the Son of silence maybe that'll be our La next Sona episode. Del Silencio. Oh. okay um but maybe they should sounds it sounds delicious sonar, so. but <laughs> um but um yeah the united states has had trouble with that because it seems to have a very strong magnetic like pull there and very interesting but one thing i will
3: say though about the flares though it's like a lot of people when they're dismissing the flares I feel like they're thinking of flare technology in the sense of like what you see like on the road when you see an accident. Uh-huh. Um, you're thinking of you know this big you know red light that's just on the ground and whatnot. And I kind of googled you know the different types of flares. Like there's actual LED flares as well. Uh-huh. So when the military is quote unquote air quoting admitting that you know they dropped flares, to me I kind of feel like okay they were testing some kind of you know military aircraft at the time. And that the flares were just a distraction just to say, oh, okay, no, what you saw was just flares. You know, they're trying to bundle everything up into like, oh, no, what you saw was flares. I kind of do feel like the military did drop some flares just kind of as a distraction campaign Mm -hmm. where it was just like, okay, this is what you saw. And I was watching some of the videos, and it seems like what's being captured is like multiple different things. So it wasn't. The way the narrative is being painted is like, okay, there was this V-shaped incident that was happening from Henderson to Sonora, basically. And then and over Phoenix, you have all these different things that were happening. It wasn't just one set of lights that everybody was capturing. The famous footage, you know, where it was like right there by the mountainside, and it's kind of like at a tilt.
2: It looks like some shit from Independence Day. Yeah, it does, which Uh.
3: Independence Day came out the summer before. Uh. And (laughs) (laughs) it, it... there's that and then you do see something that kind of looks like flares and I'm like okay well maybe it's LED flares because later on in 2007 and 2008 a hoaxer tried to recreate this and you know uh-huh. it ended up being just like um air lanterns mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself I'm like okay do LED flares exist and I guess LED technology has existed since 1904 and I'm thinking okay maybe that's what we saw as well and I'm um, sure enough when I pull it up LED flares that's what you see falling from the sky and it does recreate that that um that path now the military is saying that they had some a2 warthogs you know flying in that v formation at very high altitude and when you google that you can see yeah that looks like a flying v mm-hmm. and when you see like the lights on their airplane when we see uh, airplanes because we're very close to meadowsfield airport when you look up at the sky i'm sure even tonight and you see an airplane in the sky or you see airplanes in the sky during you know uh, edwards air force base uh, you see planes fly in that v formation and it looks weird if you know it's high altitude situation and if they're dropping those led flares it does kind of look like that and then they start to one by one go off if it's remote controlled
2: yeah one of the things um so in the whole flying in a V formation, like, those planes are going fast as fuck. Mm-hmm. There's no way they would be going that slow through Phoenix. Like, they wouldn't be there for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not a BW bug. It's a fucking, like, jet plane, like, mm-hmm. flying through that. I could see the, the, the flare staying there and hovering and taking forever to get down, but... And even if it had, like, an, uh you know, some higher technology than... Mm-hmm. You know, they, they did a recreation of, like, the united states government said like this is what we did and it looked nothing like it like mm-hmm. you could see the smoke from the flare there's still there's the flares are still burning like the flares apparently
3: has a, a news station did it as well and i was trying to pull up footage of that and i only saw one and it kind of looked janky as well and they kind of were like see it looks just like it and i was like uh, it
2: doesn't look like it though i saw I, I saw the national guard do it right and they're like uh-huh. this is the same formation that's why it looked like a V. And he did like the 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 jet did a really amazing maneuver by the way where it was like, whoosh, mm-hmm. and it like shot all the flares in a V. Just one jet. Um, I don't remember. I saw it like on Monday, dude. But um, <laughs> but it did that V formation, and it looked really cool from the jet. Mm-hmm. The the jet did a really good job, but the flares just did not didn't add didn't, up. Didn't th- first of all, you could tell that gravity was affecting them. They're falling mm-hmm. at a at a pretty reasonable rate, so it's like yeah, I could see them falling. Um. It, and that's not something you see in the phoenix lights or they almost look like they're going at hovering. the same they're hovering mm-hmm. it's not it's not like a constant fall so i could see if they were I, I i think if it was the united states it could have been some kind of drone technology i could see them testing out drone that's, technology and then trying to cover their tracks by shooting flares
3: yeah that's what i think too like the flares thing i think they did drop some kind of flares just to get like that distraction mm-hmm. but also too i'll reference this i'm glad you brought up the drones. Um, when we saw Metallica, um, this December, who are you with me? No, no. Okay. Saw yeah. Him in Fresno. So there's a song that Metallica has called moth into the flames. And I'm sure if you YouTube that video live, you'll see, I, they did this also too. Like when we saw him, um, in the Rose bowl and when they play that song moth into the flames, like there's these drones that come up and basically mimic like, um, moths basically flying like in a you know real artsy you know formation and whatnot Uh and you just see them like fly around you know the whole band and like do all these cool like fucking i don't know how to say it like it's just an aerial show basically with a bunch of little tiny itty bitty drones and that's what i was thinking too maybe they were testing drone technology because after this you know when you know the obama administration comes into effect you know that's how a lot of um, airstrikes took place as with with unmanned drone technology mm-hmm. and that's what i was thinking i was like well okay if it what if the second event wasn't flares you know and it wasn't you know a spacecraft or you know something the military was looking at maybe it was drones because you're right everything just kind of lines up perfectly And the way if you look up this Meta- the metallica video on youtube it looks so beautiful so spot on like it just almost looks like it's an optical illusion and that's one of the explanations as well is somebody said that it was hold on let me see an, an illusor, illusory contours so basically you see a bunch of lights or even just an image now they're not connected but the eye your eyesight your naked eyes want to connect those those images so much that it creates you know maybe that V so if you have five lights in a V shape formation it might not be a solid object. It might be five different things. But your since your eyes want to connect those dots so taught so badly. I'm sorry. I can. I don't I have no reason why yeah. I shouldn't be talking great, great right now. I'm no Eric. <laughs> that you know this illusory contours um, creates that V inside your mind. We've all seen like those pictures.
2: See, okay. That's the only issue with that is that it's also you're going against photography and like mm-hmm. actual like video of the, of the events, event. event. At least one of the events, and even the second event, looks uh, like a straight line. So it's like mm-hmm. I could see how it could trick the human mind and all these things. It's and like maybe one or two people from one certain angle, but when you have like people from multiple cities and like multiple angles all over the place, people getting out of their cars, that I find hard to believe. Mm-hmm. Where it's like all these people got tricked by one optical illusion, that I don't believe. I think it's, I do believe it's one or the other. I believe it's some experimental craft. Mm-hmm don't know what government keeps secret from us that's cool whatever and
3: Um, let me put that out there too because the there was an episode of the fighter and a kid i was listening to recently like where they got into a heat it's a comedy podcast but they got in this heated uh debate about governments keeping secrets from us and they were talking uh about that bob lazar documentary on netflix and like they got into a heated battle about should the government keep secrets from us or not and i was like yeah well of course they should because If any Tom, Dick, or Harry that works like at Burger King has this information, yeah, Russia's going to have this information. China's going to have this information. You know, all of our enemies are going to have this information. Do we really want that out there? Or do we want to create the surprise, like if there's a conflict? Or do we want to have them to have the same technology as us and have another September 11th? You know, I mean, to me, that just seems like
2: common sense, you know, to keep secrets like that. I think that they should keep some secrets from us i this is where it starts getting kind of in the conspiracy world yeah but yeah i think it makes sense from their perspective and from any business they keep secrets from their employees as well so it's yeah. like i don't know why people are tripping like unless you're like in super upper management you don't know what you don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. you don't know who's gonna get fired next but i'm pretty sure the people in upper management knows know who's gonna get fired yeah and so like that shit happens all the time. It's happening around us at all times. So to believe that the United States government isn't keeping secrets from us, that's just, like, totally yeah. naive. So I believe that it's either that or they did encounter some kind of spacecraft, something from out of this world, mm-hmm. and we just can't explain it. And for people not to panic and for the United States to kind of, like, study it without getting, like, a fucking magnifying glass on, like, hey, now you have to explain, like, what the fuck was this? They just shot some flares out, and they're like, oh, was this a... a sh- I was testing out some experimental flares,
3: and one one eyewitness because I was trying to look up as many eyewitness accounts as I could as possible, and a lot of them just seemed like to be so different. Like you didn't really get a lot of uniformity until afterwards, till it really it really hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but one person said that you know one incident where they saw you know the five V-shaped lights flying, that an actual you know fighter pilot or fighter plane was chasing it, and then the lights just went up into the air real quick and disappeared
2: you know it's funny you say that i actually did see something like that i saw reports of that even when it was like flying over the phoenix like skyline people were saying that there was like something following it and Mm -hmm. they didn't know what it was because later on i didn't see that about the uh, about a fighting a fight plane or something Mm -hmm. like that but i did see that there was reports of something following it like kind of off in the distance. Maybe that was the United States government going like, "Whoa, what is this? We need to go test this out." And I just want to point out, I don't think we even talked about this, but the report was that there was no planes in the sky at that at this point mm. during this whole event. So, like like commercial planes? No, no, military planes. So the the military plane thing came out later, where they were like, "Oh yeah, we're testing out," and even because yes, they, the, the somebody reported it to a, one of the military bases, saying like, "Hey, there's something in the sky." And the military base, like, shut down. They were, like, totally unaware that something was... They, they were afraid that they were going to get attacked. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So, like, so either this was total miscommunication and, you know, whatever. But that's, that's one of the things that makes me believe that it was more this was an alien craft. But yeah. I still, you know fucking air Fifty One's not that far away so no. maybe they were flying something we don't know about like top top underground government type of shit mm. where like they don't know what you don't know you have to be like a fucking level q to know what <laughs> level q, q uh clearance codes and shit
3: like that <laughs> level cutie <laughs> um yeah i mean that's possible because the people that actually came out and admitted to it it was the national guard and they're
2: the, way down in the food chain, and
3: that's what's weird about it. Is just like, and then they said that there's also like a, a flight school and whatnot, and they're saying like, oh, it's notorious for pulling pranks like this, and that it would make sense that okay, the the air force base would go on lockdown because. When you look at it, okay, the the, the National Guard, that's totally separate mm. from the Air Force. The Air Force is separate from the Navy. The Navy is separate from the, the Marines. They all work together. Mm. They all, you know, get their orders, you know, from the Commander-in-Chief and whatnot. But – That just, we
2: know of because I do believe that there is – Oh, yeah. There's a government within the government. There, yeah.
3: Yeah. But you're right when you mentioned like okay the area 51 is basically the, what what do they call it it's uh, area 7b what's the oh s, I don't know s
2: nine s s s nine What's the, like, the the smaller base anyways whatever yeah. yeah
3: there's all this like all this there's all sorts it's, of stuff it's out all there. part of
2: that Groom Lake Groom Lake is that dried up lake so it's like I've always just referred to it as Groom Lake because there's multiple facilities throughout the whole thing so yeah yeah
3: and i mean you got different agencies working there okay the air force is separate from the national guard so if the national guard is doing something and you know they're not aware of it of course you know, of course there's going to be some kind of confusion maybe that's what it was like hey you know like let's l- launch our, our our warthogs in the air and see what this is and oh okay this is what we're doing well okay Oh, you guys fucked up. So now we gotta put a distraction out there and drop some LED flares or yeah. whatnot, or we gotta drop you know some, some road flares or whatnot. <laughs> okay, the uh, Area Fifty One. Okay, you guys are you know testing out uh, a new B three bomber. You yeah. know that's super quiet and whatnot. Oh goddamn it! Why didn't you guys um, let us know about this so that we can do what we got to do? Now we got to cover it up because I see that in my job all the time. Like there's stuff that's going on or somebody fucked up in their unit. And we have basically three different units that work under the same, you know, umbrella. And somebody will fuck up over here, and then we got to do something to address our part over here. And I can I could totally see that happening because that's one thing about the the government it, it's ran by people. There's going to be human error. And if you have it's so car- compartmentalized too as well is that when humans fuck up, somebody's got to clean up that mess, you know, and another area that's this is happening in. You know, is gonna to have to come up with an explanation because their residents are gonna want answers. So when the governor was asking for answers from the Air Force, the Air Force is like, "Well, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about." And when the <laughs> the fucking National Guard is admitting yeah. to it, it's just like, "Oh, okay, maybe that's what happened,
2: right nah. there." I don't, I don't think the National Guard had anything to do with it, dude. They're so far down the food chain, like. <laughs> Can you imagine them trying to fly maneuvers like that shit? Yeah. Come on, man. They're giving them, like, shitty technology. I'm surprised (laughs) if they get get to wear helmets when they fly the planes. But maybe, too. Okay,
3: so, maybe, too, because I was thinking about that, too, because when I saw it was the National Guard, I was just like, wait, what? Aren't those those guys that just go, like, one one week in a month? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I was thinking to myself, and I was like, well, wait a minute. Maybe it's, like, some heartless motherfuckers in the Air Force. They're like, All right, we're gonna let you fly these planes. And maybe they're like, well, if he dies, he dies kind of if thing he dies he dies yeah so maybe that's what it is mm-hmm. because you know at the same time you don't want somebody from your, your unit like testing out some new technology you're like hey get bob over there he's got no family or whatever he just comes on the weekend <laughs> <laughs> he's not a real marine anyways sacrifice
2: one weekend a month <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> i could totally see that being a possibility it's possible man yeah anything's possible but you know hey if you're listening to this you know tell us what you think whatever man let because i'm open to i'm open to whatever possibility
3: yeah me too like i'm not arrogant enough to say this is what it is but i am on the side that i think it was some some kind of technology that was um related to like the b2 bomber i mean the stealth bomber so i mean that's what i believe it is and then you know everybody had to come together basically to explain the event so yeah.
2: that's that's my stance on it i think it's either drone technology or it, we actually saw a ufo i think it's one or the other and well, i think UFO, covering up yeah it, it definitely ufo or, at, at, okay yeah at an extraterrestrial extra craft. that's yeah. what i meant to say yeah so anything else bro nope that's it shout out elizabeth jackson shout <laughs> out elizabeth warren fight back cvd type in america at checkout to get 10 percent off i actually just bought some because i ran out i ran out of so many i i didn't realize how many bottles i've gone through <laughs> um but oh my god it's like it's, it works wonders man like it really I, does I, I can't i can't vouch for it enough man shout out to fight back cbd they're like fucking miracle workers
3: i mean i have a slip disc in my back and if you're watching the youtube uh, i apologize if the video is a little choppy i'm still figuring this shit out i got i got a lot of i got a lot of other shit outside of this podcast guys but i'll figure it out but yeah I, I'm, I'm sitting comfortably right now with a slip disc, I mean that's thanks to Fight Back CBD. I rub a little bit, you know, on my back. I take it under my tongue, and it really does help. And I always tell everybody, it's just like taking ibuprofen or Advil. It's like a, it's a miracle drug, basically. So, no THC in it, um, so you don't have to worry about you know pissing hot for, you know, your employer or getting busted by USADA. You know? Busted. You're not gonna lose that fight with John Jones or Stipe Miocic <laughs> because you tested hot or a, a THC or whatnot. So you don't got to worry about that stuff. It's a quality product. It's handcrafted in the great state of Texas. So God bless them.
2: So, you know, go out and check their website out, buybackcbd.com, and check out all their cool merch. They have some cool... They have a, a gi I believe, that Eric bought mm-hmm. in the rash card He's not here or he would be modeling it for us. But <laughs> yeah. check it out. Buy whatever. Tell them Martin Jacob sent you. Type in America at checkout, and that's it. That's all. That's all I got. All got.
3: Yeah, so make sure you subscribe to um, this podcast uh, by going to iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcast. Just subscribe there. Um, also, check us out on all social media. The, the great and powerful Art Trejo is now going to be doing all of our artwork now for oh, that. Yeah.
2: Shout out to uh, Donnie Phillips, man. Yeah, I've man. got nothing but like positive feedback about the last episode. Shout out to Silver Snakes. Those guys are amazing guys. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll check keep an eye out on our Instagram. We've we'll posting some crazy shit on there in the next couple of days.
3: Really got to give it up to Art, man. He really stepped it up as a co-host <laughs> recently. And we, we got some really cool stuff in the works, so all I got to say is just keep listening. Uh, thank you to everybody that does listen. Alex, uh, God bless you. We got some good stuff coming up in the future with her. Uh, just, just everything. I got to thank everybody on that. Sorry Eric can't be here today. He would probably going a 10 minute tirade about this but I'm gonna keep it short and simple but
2: art do you got anything else? That's it. See you guys next week. Hope you guys have a good week.
3: Yeah. So with that said everybody, have a great week.
2: Okay, and a good night.
5: to help me and this may feature, who knows, because this is an international story, because of you both being here, I looked into the international files, not covered by our Ministry of Defence but maybe covered by yours. This took place in Arizona, an unidentified pilot, according to the press cuttings, flying near an airport in Arizona with his son when he spotted six lights in the night sky. Mm -hmm. So he called from the aeroplane to air traffic control to say, I'm seeing these lights here, I wasn't expecting any other planes. they are none supposed to be on my landing path. Can you tell me what's going on? They said there are no other planes. He said I am seeing six bright lights coming towards me. Mystery, unresolved. Except, oh, the tail number for that plane was Bonanza Two Tango Sierra, and I was the pilot. No, no way. Oliver <laughs> <Alter> and I. <laughs> So yeah. Yes, take us back. I not say that in yeah. the briefing.
4: Yeah. Oliver <laughs> and I, well, I should have yeah. read to the end. Yeah.
5: Really? <laughs> Oliver and I were, were flying in. I was flying him to go see his girlfriend. And uh, we were on approach. And uh, I saw six lights over the airport in absolute uniform in a V shape. And, and Oliver said to me, I, I was just looking at him. And I was coming in. We're maybe a half a mile out. And Oliver said, Pa, do you, what, is, what are those lights? And I, and I, then it kind of like came out of my <clears throat> reverie, and and I said, I don't know what they are. I said, uh, he said, are we okay here? And I said, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him, and I reported it. And they said, we're not painting anything, we don't show anything. I said, well, okay, I'm, I'm gonna declare it's unidentified, it's flying, and it's six objects.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: We landed. I taxied, dropped him off, took off, went back to L.A. Never said a word. He never said a word. I never thought of it. Two years later, Goldie is watching a television show. When I came home,
4: yeah. and the
5: show is on UFOs. But as I'm, I, I came home. Hey, honey, how's it going? And I'm kind of hearing this, t- the TV going. And I stopped and I started watching, and it was on that event. Now that was the most, um, that was the most viewed mm-hmm. UFO event. Over twenty thousand people saw uh-huh. that. Uh-huh.